Hi everyone, welcome back to This Is Womanhood. My name is Gina Torres. For those of you who don't know me or haven't listened before, I am a yoga teacher. I specialize in women's yoga and I'm also a menstruality mentor or a menstrual cycle coach. So my training was with the Red School for menstruality and I highly recommend their work. So I did the menstruality leadership program and they've actually got a new training coming up. I believe they do the menstruality program every year. And so if you're interested in that training, then I will put a link below because you can get a discount if you use my code. So if you're interested in this work, everything that I talk about on this podcast and the way that I view menstrual cycle awareness is really founded in the work that the Red School are doing and obviously my personal practice and the other trainings that I've done but I just find Alexandra and Shani the founders of Red School to just be the absolute voice of revolution when it comes to menstrual cycle awareness so yeah I highly recommend their work and their books and their training. So in today's episode I'm going to talk about the inner winter of the menstrual cycle If, like me, you live in the Northern Hemisphere, so I'm based in the UK, then you'll be in the winter time of the yearly cycle. So last month we went through the winter solstice around about the 21st of December. And so that's really the point in the yearly cycle that relates to the point of menstruation in the monthly cycle. So these cycles show up in every part of our lives, the moon cycle, the menstrual cycle, the yearly cycle, the creative process, the breath cycle, the pregnancy cycle. I've spoken about this before, but the point of menstruation is that winter solstice. So it's when we enter into that deep winter and we meet all of the powers of the inner winter. Now I know that menstruation can be a difficult time for many people, especially if you're someone who suffers from any kind of menstrual pain or irregularities in your menstrual cycle. There's so many different things that can be going on that can affect your relationship to your bleed. And so when I speak about the powers of the inner winter, I'm really just setting a kind of precedent I suppose or giving you an awareness of what's possible so it may not be exactly what your experience is of the inner winter and of menstruation but it's just the qualities and the energies that are available to you there. So with my personal journey when I was younger I suffered a lot with menstrual cramps like a lot a lot completely debilitating to the point where I'd you know, be waking up on the bathroom floor, having blacked out, like incredible pain, time off school, the whole thing. And so I really know how debilitating that can be. And so I'm not trying to minimize anyone's experience of it, but in this podcast, I'm hoping to, I guess, reframe what's possible for your menstrual cycle. Because honestly, now for me, in my life, my menstrual cycle, my menstrual time, I have no pain and it's actually a really, it's a part of the cycle that I I love and I really value. And so hopefully the more you go on this menstrual cycle awareness journey, the more yourself, the more that you open yourself up 
to the powers of the inner winter, hopefully then you'll be able to access them more and more and harmonize your relationship to your menstrual cycle and be able to use it as the tool for transformation and spiritual insight and deep feminine wisdom that is there ready to for you to tap into and so some of the powers of the inner winter are things like visioning so if you think about the moon cycle the point of the new moon so the dark moon is that point of menstruation in the menstrual cycle the point of winter solstice in the yearly cycle so it's when the the, we're in the dark we're in that point of letting go so as we enter into the menstrual time to the inner winter we're shedding the womb lining we're shedding that bleed we're letting go of the previous cycle to create a fertile land for whatever we want to usher in in the next cycle and so during that time as we let go as we shed we're creating that kind of in a way like a clean slate and when we drop into stillness in that time if we allow ourselves to rest which is another power of the inner winter then we can connect to our deepest vision and our deepest purpose because it's almost as if we get rid of all other distractions and so when you take everything else away all distractions everything else from the external world it's like what are you left with there what are you left with when you sat in that stillness what are you left with when you sat in the dark and our vision is not something that we have to go out and seek Our purpose is not something that we have to go out and seek. It's not outside of ourselves, it's within ourselves. And so the quieter that we can get, the stiller we can get, the more we can create space for rest, the more we then can connect to the the vision that is already within us and that purpose that is already within us. And I think that, you know, in our society, because we are quite a goal-driven society and we live in this outward flow of energy, it can feel quite counterintuitive to think that sitting still is going to be productive or sitting still is going to then give you the answers that you seek because it's like, okay, if I need answers, I'm going to have to go out and get them. But we need that balance you know, as any humans, regardless of whether you menstruate or not, we go through different cycles. Like these are the cycles of nature. It just so happens if you are somebody who menstruates, you have that monthly reminder to rest because your body is literally asking for it. It's asking you to slow down. It is literally shedding. And I think that one of the things that is a disservice to people who menstruate in our society is the fact that we're encouraged to just push through to be productive to keep this go 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 mentality and actually even though in some ways that could look like we're doing more overall we end up doing less because like I've said there is so much potency and there is so much opportunity to connect to your deepest purpose when you are bleeding but if you don't create the space to do that then the energy that then comes on the other side of the cycle is going to be misplaced or not have a direction to go in and so in a way 
the way that we relate to our bleed sets the precedent for the rest of that cycle. And that happens on a physical level as well. So even just physically, if you are pushing through that place of menstruation when your body's asking for rest and you're not giving it that rest, then you are then gonna be operating from an emptier cup. At menstruation, we have this beautiful opportunity of deep renewal for our bodies, for our energy levels. But we have to honor that, we have to listen to the call and go into that menstrual cave and rest and be still and do nothing. And for many, many people, that's really difficult because we're not really taught how to do nothing. And I know that sounds almost ridiculous, like how do you have to be taught to do nothing? But in a society that is constantly asking us to achieve and do and be goal-orientated, doing nothing is quite radical and feels really uncomfortable because you feel like your worth is pinned to achieving and doing and reaching those goals. And so actually reclaiming the stillness, reclaiming the rest, reclaiming the wisdom that's available to you at menstruation is a radical act because it's honoring the cycles of nature, it's honoring the cycles of the feminine, and it's really embracing the fact that if I do less here, it means I can do more on the other side of the cycle. I realize that me saying that sounds as if I'm trying to use the menstrual cycle as a tool for productivity. I, even if you don't want to do loads of things on the other side of the cycle during inner summer, that's also fine. Like I'm not here to push anyone to be like, oh, we need to be a super productive. But I know that in our society, productivity is something that fuels so much of what we do. And so actually, it's almost like a way in. If you feel that pushing through is going to increase your productivity, it's actually not. The opposite is. And so if productivity is your goal, then creating more harmony in your life is going to support that. Because as well, if you push through and if you don't allow yourself to rest, there's going to be this discord within the body. There's going to be this irritability. There's going to be more menstrual pain, more PMS. And so that's going to affect your work and how you show up in your relationships, in your family life, in your business, whatever it is that you're doing. And so it's a really important conversation to have that we honor both the outward flow of energy in the kind of spring and summer phases of the cycle and then the inward flow of energy in the autumn and the winter and especially in the winter because it really is that that invitation into deeper rest also in the inner winter there is a more potent connection to your spirituality and so this is where the menstruality piece comes in so as I've said I did my training with the Red School who are all about menstruality. Menstruality is the consciousness of the menstrual cycle and so it's really connecting to the spiritual side and the energetic side of the menstrual cycle and how the menstrual cycle communicates to you energetically. And during menstruation or in the inner winter, it's when the veils are thinner between us and the esoteric, the ethereal. And so I am quite a woo-woo person. I know that for many of you who listen to this podcast, you might not be, and that's absolutely fine. But during menstruation, it's like, well, we have a heightened intuition for a start. And so again, like going back to that conversation about 
visioning. It's like we have this connection to something that is magical and ethereal and esoteric and almost ineffable. There's this magic that's available to us when we connect and it can feel quite subtle and that's why we get so still and do nothing and carve out space to surrender and drop into that place of centeredness within ourselves so that we can connect to these more subtle realms which actually don't have to be so subtle. If you do go on this journey then we can have like that's so much spiritual connection and bliss and expansiveness that's available to us and we really tune into that during that time of menstruation and even things like your dreams so it's been shown that when you're menstruating you have longer REM sleep which is the sleep where you dream and so like in ancient cultures and ancient traditions it would be that the the menstruating woman the menstruating women would tell their dreams to the community because that would be like premonitions and it would be known and it would be revered that when a woman is bleeding she has this heightened ability to to prophesize and to connect to the dream world which is just amazing that like in ancient cultures they would have really honored the cycles of the feminine like I just find it fascinating I was actually reading a book that was saying that in ancient cultures, the way that the whole kind of tribe would live would be based on the feminine cycles because, and you may know this, you may not, but women, if they spend a lot of time in close proximity to each other, then their bleeds would sync up with each other, which I just find to be absolutely magical. And the reason for that is because back in the day when we did live in tribes the women would all live together the men might be going off hunting or whatever for weeks at a time and so when the men would come back they would want to obviously kind of impregnate the the women in the tribe and so it would be within the tribe's best interest for the women to all be ovulating at the same time so that all of them could get pregnant at the same time and actually it's been shown that it would be kind of the alpha female that all of the other women in the tribe would sync with because then she's most likely to be like the first person who gets impregnated when the men come back and so everyone would sync to her rhythm which is just so magical and it just shows that the way that we've evolved in order to you know survive in order for our species to survive that's the way it would have worked but then because obviously the women were all then in sync the rhythm of how they would live within that tribe would be in that community would be based on those female rhythms so there would be the times of rest there would be the times of action and there would just be this fluctuating energy but we've lost that in our society because now we live in this patriarchal society that we have to live in line with the male hormonal system which is not serving any of us because yes okay the male hormonal system is this 24-hour cycle but men also still are affected by moon cycles by the lunar cycles and so it's actually in all of our interest to live with these different yin and yang energies this outward flow and then this inward flow and so really embracing it from a female perspective because we have an embodied experience of it is only then going to benefit 
everybody in your community, everybody in your family, your partner, your children, because it's aligning to the cycles of nature, ultimately. And so it's really important to have these periods of rest. And I know that practically, because we do live in such a demanding society, that it can be difficult. It's not like you're gonna be able to just go to the woods for five days of the month and not do anything. But the more you go on that journey of menstrual cycle awareness and tracking your cycle, and I've done another podcast about tracking your cycle, which you can go and listen to, the more you start to honor those cycles, the more you start to listen to your body and know actually what your body's asking for, the more you can start to make allowances for how you know you're going to feel, even if it's just 1%, like I've said before. So if it means that when you know you're going to be bleeding, you make mark it in your calendar so that that day, maybe you'll take an Epsom salt bath and carve out some extra time for yourself just to go a little bit slower. So you don't have to stop altogether. I mean, ideally stop altogether. If you can, then definitely do that. But if you can't, then just go a little bit slower. So it might mean that you don't work out at that time or instead of going to the gym, you might go for a walk in nature or do some restorative yoga, just something that is more introspective and inward focused. And so, As I've spoke about, these cycles are in every different part of life and they're obviously in the moon cycle as well. So the point of menstruation is that new moon. And if you're somebody who works with the moon cycles, if you're aware of moon cycles, then the new moon is often the time that people talk about to set intentions. And the same thing is with the menstrual cycle. So as I previously spoke about, you've got this opportunity in the inner winter to connect to your vision. So if you create that space, if you create a period of time for deep rest and relaxation, then those visions, those seeds of purpose are gonna land and be planted in that fertile ground at menstruation. And it's the same with the new moon. And so you plant those seeds at menstruation and then as you, start to emerge at the end of your menstrual cycle it's almost like you bring a thread with you from menstruation from that seed and you'll be guided as the energy starts to return through inner spring you'll start to be guided to how to take action on that purpose whereas if you are just running through menstruation without stopping then you're going to miss that subtlety And just as if you were to plant an actual seed in your garden, you're not going to be then watching that seed, trying to make it grow faster or go at a faster pace to what it naturally wants to do. You'll just plant it, water it, and just let it do its thing. So one of the most important things at menstruation is about surrender. And that can be really difficult, again, because we live in a fast-paced society, a demanding society that wants to see really quick results. And that's just not the way of nature. You know, if you watch a flower bloom, it's not gonna bloom before it's ready. And so the menstrual cycle really teaches us to pace ourselves. It's like, can you surrender into that place of acceptance into deep rest where you plant the seeds? And can you just let that seed be planted and then let go? 
And that's another power of the inner winter. It's like, how are you able to surrender? How are you able to let go of control? And that's a big theme for so many people because letting go of control can feel scary, especially when we're in that darkness of the inner winter because there's an element of being in the unknown and naturally we're scared of the unknown. Naturally, you know, as humans, we're scared of the dark because it is, we don't see it modeled to us that the unknown, that we're safe in the unknown. We don't necessarily feel held there. And so we try and rush through the darkness, we rush through the shadow and try and only glorify the light and the doing and the outward focus. And that's really the beautiful thing about the menstrual cycle because it teaches us to be with that, it teaches us to be in these places of deep rest. And so the inner winter, yes, you can experience it in the menstrual cycle, or as I've said, the moon cycle, the pregnancy cycle. But periods of inner winter are also in times of your life when you go through periods where you need to rest. So for example, the postnatal period, when you've after you've had a baby, is a period of inner winter. So it's inward focus. You know, obviously you're bleeding when you've had a baby. It's about introspection. It's about being with yourself, being with your baby, nurturing your baby. You can also be thrown into an inner winter if you experience um, loss. So if you're grieving or you experience loss in some way, then you will go through a period of inner winter. Same with illness. You know, there's lots of different ways that we can be brought into this energetic space of inner winter that invites us into stillness, into presence, into being with what feels like an unknown you know, if you go through a grieving process, you can't rush that process. You're not going to speed it along by intellectualizing it or jump into the next thing. It's about accepting and surrendering into the feelings of grief, into the feelings of loss, into the feelings of whatever it might be. And we're asked to do that in the inner winter. So in a way, we get this opportunity to really feel the depth of what is there in the darkness. And that's really big work. You know, I want to acknowledge that, that it can be really big work because it's not something that we really see. You know, we don't really see people, hear people talk about the dark times. And I understand why that is because we're in a dark time just the very nature of it is introspective so we might not want to share about it but that's what the menstrual cycle teaches us is like how to be in that and how to accept that and how to honor both aspects of the cycle the light and the dark and when I talk about the light and the dark it's not positive and negative it's not saying that the dark is a bad experience actually there's so much potency and so much depth there if you can bring presence to it and that's really the reframe for how to relate to your menstrual cycle so can you bring an element of presence to that dark space to that liminal space can you bring an element of surrender and so as we go through the inner winter we go through these five different chambers of menstruation And so the first aspect is separation. And so as you enter into your bleed, and usually I experience this the day before I start my bleed, 
so my cycle is usually 26 or 27 days so usually on the 26th or the 27th day I just feel this shift in perspective the shift in how I perceive the world it's like even like visually it feels as if everything that I'm looking at is a little bit further away and for years I never really acknowledged that I really I never really noticed it but as I've gone you know I've sort of been doing this menstrual cycle awareness work for probably the best part of 10 years now it's it's something that I experience very it's well it's not subtle by any means I really do experience it quite intensely yeah it just feels like everything's really far away and I feel this call to slow down and to get into that liminal space and to separate from the external and obviously you know I am a solo parent I can't just put down all responsibilities and I'm sure most of you listening have some responsibilities that you can't put down and so I'm not saying that when you get to that place of separation that you have to be like nope I'm checking out now I'm not going to do anything for the next five days because that's just not really practical but again it's going back to that one percent so can you slow down that little bit more how can you honor that desire of your body to separate from the external it's almost like the your focus shifts from outward to inward and so we go through that stage of separation and then we move into surrender and so that again is as I've talked about it's like can you surrender into that stillness can you surrender into that depth of experience what does it feel like in your body to let go because you're letting go of your bleed you're letting go of the womb lining but you're also letting go of that previous cycle so for example I am actually on day six today so I'm just coming out I'm coming into the inner spring which is why I started to record this podcast today because when I was in that inner winter I didn't really want to be recording a podcast and this bleed that I had is the first bleed of the year for me and I had a lot of things to let go of in this past cycle and so my bleed was actually quite a lot heavier than it usually is and it was really potent it was really beautiful experience because I had so much to let go of and I really honored that and let go and and like I say it, it can feel scary sometimes it is big work because you know letting go of anything like we we naturally and some of us might not but for a lot of us I'm sure you'll resonate with this that we we naturally kind of hold on to things I know I do I hold on to things for longer than I should you know the clothes in my in my wardrobe that I think oh yeah no I'm definitely gonna wear them and I haven't worn them for like three years like we naturally hold on to things and so it's like with the menstrual cycle we have this opportunity to look at our relationship to letting go you know can you let go of the things you've been holding can you let go of the relationship that isn't serving you can you let go of the friendship that maybe you know doesn't align to your life anymore and then we can practice that as an embodied experience during our menstrual cycle and so if you do find it difficult to let go it can be a really good practice to to explore that with your bleed and so bleed intentionally so as you move into inner winter what are you wanting to shed what is that blood representing and a ritual that you can do is to harvest your blood so take your blood if you use a moon cup you can collect it if you use 
reusable pads then you can just rinse them and then take the water with the blood in and then give it to the earth you can give it to your house plants if you want to you could give it to a tree outside you can go and put it in your garden and let go of whatever it is that you want to let go of and that's a really nice way of using blood your menstrual blood in ritual to let go and so then we move through this period of surrender and then what's also available to us in the inner winter is the the vision and so yeah we 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 separate we surrender then this vision opens up to us because we've created that that fertile ground we've let go and so when everything else is let go all that remains is what's supposed to be there so we connect to this purpose as as i've said and the other aspect that is available to us during the inner winter is this renewal and this is what i was speaking about before around the more that you allow yourself to rest we naturally get this renewal energy and then that's what sets the precedent for the rest of our bleed so again if you don't rest then you don't access that feeling of being renewed and so that's going to then affect the other seasons and the other part of your cycle so then you may not then experience the peak of energy during your inner summer your ovulation on the other side of your cycle because you've been too busy during your bleed and there's no like wrong way of bleeding there's no wrong way of experiencing the cycle it's just the more you can have an awareness of how the cycle works holistically then if for example one month you don't experience the peak of energy of inner summer then you can look at your tracking cycle so hopefully you've been tracking your cycle and say oh actually yeah I was really busy during the inner winter and so maybe that's why I didn't get that peak of peak of energy in the summer and then you make allowances the next time and so it's just this beautiful communication between you and menstruality this is the way that menstruality as a consciousness communicates to us via our cycle and so the more you deepen into it the less you'll probably need to track your cycle so explicitly but at the beginning to establish that communication that clear communication it really helps to track your cycle because then you can get that feedback and so then we move through that place of renewal where we're renewed we've got this energy and then comes the clarity and direction and again that's what I spoke about earlier about how when you move into the inner spring you carry this thread from the seed that you've planted during the inner winter and so as your energy returns as the estrogen returns as you move into the inner spring which is exactly where I'm at in my cycle currently then you start to get led and so you start to see where to put that energy where to direct it and then obviously as you move through to the inner summer when you have that peak energy you've planted those seeds of intention during the inner winter and so you can really reap those rewards in the inner summer because you've got a focus and you've got a purpose for where that energy is flowing and if you don't experience you know i'm talking about here these bliss states that are available to us during menstruation which very much are but as i said at the beginning you know for some people they might be experiencing irritability they may be experiencing so much you know difficult emotions survival emotions or period cramps or any other kind of physical symptoms that can really 
distract from this bliss that I'm talking about and all, you know all of these powers of the inner winter that are available and I think that if you do if you are someone who experiences period cramps or pain it's really an invitation to again to that place of presence so what is your body communicating to you what is your body communicating to you not just when you're bleeding but throughout the whole of your cycle and how can you create more harmony so in my previous episodes I have spoken about the inner autumn because the inner autumn plays a big role in this especially in in period pain and period symptoms because so many of our symptoms occur in that premenstrual time so you can go back and listen to that episode if that resonates but really it's about listening to your body every step of the way and honoring what your body needs and so just little things that you can do as I've spoken about in this in this episode honoring the periods of rest can actually really have a positive impact on how your period shows up so not just pushing through can really allow you to create more ease in your body you know finding ways to let go what you're letting go of can create more ease and more harmony in your body because you're not holding that tension you're not holding that that tightness you know you're letting it go and so that can help with to ease menstrual pain other things that might help to ease menstrual pain are keeping your womb warm so this is really important I me personally as I've said this last bleed that I had I bled over the new moon the first new moon of the year I had a lot to let go of in this cycle so it was quite heavy obviously in outer winter so it was very cold where I am and so I kept my womb wrapped and so what I will do is just wrap a scarf around my belly so it keeps my kidneys warm at the back and it keeps my womb warm and I don't suffer from period pains anymore but it is just so nourishing and nurturing to feel that warmth that we really want to make sure that we're keeping our bodies warm particularly in the lead up to menstruation as well so if you are someone who does suffer from period pains you can wrap your womb in a scarf in the days that are leading up to it also making sure to keep your feet warm so put on warm socks you know don't wear little crop tops and go out in winter because we want to be nourishing our bodies with warmth in the inner winter and you can even do it in the outer summer you know you might not you know need to if you live in a warm climate but the UK doesn't get that warm even in the summer so you might want to wrap a scarf around and that can help just to ease and feel quite nourishing for the womb and for the lines of energy within your body. The other thing to think about if you do suffer from period pains is what products you're using when you bleed and so if you use just mainstream sanitary products like your kind of normal tampons or sanitary towels a lot of the time they will be bleached so they'll have toxic chemicals and you really don't want to be putting those types of chemicals against your body or inside your body so I would strongly recommend using sanitary products that are natural and organic wherever possible so I personally use bamboo reusable pads and again that gives it makes it really easy for me to use my blood so I 
rinse the pads with water and then I will either give it to the earth I'll give it to my house plants and believe me if you give it to your house plants they're gonna love it but my house plants are just growing in abundance and I swear it is because of my natural monthly fertilizer and so just on that if as I'm saying that you're like oh oh my god this is gross this is disgusting like I can't believe you touch your menstrual blood then this is another conversation that we need to have in terms of the inner winter and how we relate to menstrual blood you know we are kind of taught in our lives to that menstrual blood is disgusting that we need to keep it quiet that it needs to be a secret that our bodies are shameful you know if you go to the when I was in school and I was on my period, it was like, oh, shove a sanitary towel up my sleeve to go to the toilet to change it because I was mortified if anybody would have even seen that I had a sanitary towel. Even though, like, you know, every person with a womb will be menstruating, you know? It's like, it's just such a normal part of life, such a natural part of life. But yet we're told to keep it quiet and that creates you know, these beliefs that that there's something inherently wrong with our bodies and having that as a subconscious belief is going to affect how your cycle shows up. It's going to affect menstrual symptoms because naturally if you feel like something's wrong, then it's going to create something that is wrong. And so it's really about reclaiming our connection to our menstrual blood. You know, I was reading a book again that was saying that the first smell that we smell as we're born is menstrual blood and our olfactory sense is so strong that it's actually can be passed down through like intergenerationally via epigenetics so these olfactory codes like how we relate to different smells is passed down through our lineage which I just is mind-blowing and so if you or even you know your mum or your ancestors have had like difficult births then the smell of menstrual blood is going to trigger that kind of limbic imprint that olfactory code of trauma and so of course this is this is deep work this isn't just oh yeah, I find blood a little bit disgusting. It's like this is ingrained into us in one way or another. We're literally programmed with this stuff. Like menstrual blood is what we are born from. And so if you do have a difficult relationship or you think it's disgusting or you think that, you know, it's something to be ashamed of or it's dirty in some way, I really would invite you to explore that and explore your relationship to menstrual blood and start to reclaim the power in that and reclaim your relationship to it because it is magical and it literally creates life and so it's if you do as I say if you do feel like it's disgusting it's definitely going to be having an effect on how your menstrual cycle shows up for you and then the other thing that you can do if you do suffer from menstrual cramps period pains is basically everything that I talk about in terms of syncing your cycle thinking how you live to your cycle so if you are somebody who goes to work out every single day or you eat the same foods every single day start to look at how you can honor the seasons of your cycle in those in those ways so start to work out in a way that honors the seasons because 
the cycle doesn't want nothing in your life is going to be exactly the same every single day or your body's not going to want the same things every single day and so if you are doing the same workout and eating the same foods every single day then you are not honoring your cycle which means that you are overriding what your body's asking for and that naturally is going to create disharmony within your cycle i'm sure it's not going to do for everyone so and before I get someone coming at me and saying oh I do the same workout every day and my period is fine which yeah maybe the case but for the majority it's not going to be the case and so anything that you do every single day that would be your first point of call of like oh actually is this just out of habit and out of routine or is this actually because this is what my body is wanting and asking for and if it's not then you can start to make the changes and then it will usher in more ease and more harmony so there are definitely things that you can do right now if you do suffer from period pains like the things that I've just said and then obviously there is all of the energetic work so around things about letting go working around your relationship to your blood all of the things that I've mentioned really or you can contact me you know if this is something that really does affect your life and you want to work on it and you want more support or advice then this is what I'm here for so definitely do reach out to me if that would be helpful I also have a menstrual magic six-week course which is you can have access immediately it's on my website and I really break all of these themes down in that course so it's like a deep dive into how to heal your menstrual cycle and not just on the physical obviously but on the energetic and the spiritual and connect to menstruality and the wisdom of your cycle so there are resources available if you need them and you can lean on them and you can use them because really the menstrual cycle for me personally obviously it's my work but it really it is my spiritual practice menstrual cycle awareness and it is the thing that grounds me and anchors me and your bleed in a winter really is that anchor as I've said that sets the precedent for the rest of the cycle it's like even if one month everything feels just a little bit wobbly and a little bit off it's like okay you can just let that cycle go and as you come into your bleed set a new intention you know that's what the beauty is that we go through this cycle month by month by month for years because every month there's a new opportunity it's an it's an initiatory cycle and so every month you're initiated into new depths of wisdom into new communications from menstruality I've been doing this work for 10 years and there is always more to learn about my body and about the menstrual cycle and about my purpose I'm constantly uncovering new things because ultimately that is a spiritual practice you know you're never going to get to the point where it's like oh I'm done nothing else to uncover it's an ongoing exploration and that's just the richness and and the beauty of working with your menstrual cycle which I'm sure you can tell is one of my biggest passions so when you are bleeding I know I've spoken about how to support yourself if you suffer from cramps But obviously, you know, for many of us, we don't suffer from cramps, but we still want to take care of ourselves when we are bleeding. And so during the inner winter, really the biggest thing that you can do to look after yourself is rest. 
So whatever rest looks like to you, it might mean literally just doing nothing, lay on the floor, look at the clouds, lay in your bed, look out of the window, eat chocolate if you want to, you know, whatever it might be, allow yourself to rest. So it might be Epsom salt baths, which I absolutely love having magnesium baths because magnesium is a really important mineral to make sure that you replenish. So magnesium baths are great and also keeps you warm. So you've got that added bonus. And then, you know, oil massage, you can do like self-massage with warm oil, eating chocolate is definitely up there although I'm off sugar at the moment so I am not eating chocolate but yeah I do love a bit of chocolate I must say but hot chocolate so I make hot cacao just with cacao powder milk I add in collagen for the protein maybe some cinnamon um, and adaptogens so I add into my hot chocolate ashwagandha chaga reishi and he show woo which i know is a lot of things but i can i'm kind of i love well, lots of lot different superfoods i love doing that it's like my thing that i'm really into and i've been into for years i love medicinal mushrooms so that's me and i'll also add in a little bit of honey if i want to make it sweet and that's a really nice way of like getting a little bit of a chocolate fix which often we need when we're bleeding but also listening to your body and you know, the adaptogens, you can Google them and look into them if that is something that you're interested in. They support your body and it's really nice to nourish yourself in that way when you are bleeding because it feels kind of indulgent. In fact, I will put a blog post with the recipe for that hot chocolate because I feel like the world needs it (laughs) and so I'll post that below when I put this podcast live so if you want to make a nice hot chocolate for yourself then you can go to the link below and so yeah it really is just about creating ritual when you're bleeding you know I know people who wear red so they might have red earrings to wear or a red scarf or go full hog and wear an entire red outfit when you're bleeding just little ways that you can really honor your cycle and the sacredness of it so creating sacredness around your bleed it's just really like it's just nourishing for your body And it's acknowledging the power in your menstrual cycle. You know, it's not like just pushing it away, ignoring it, taking a pill or putting a tampon in and going off to play tennis like they do in adverts, which is ridiculous. But we, you know, it's really about honoring the softness, the gentleness, this deep feminine wisdom that connects us to every other woman, every other person with a womb who's ever been on the planet and it's like there's reverence in that and we need to be viewing our cycle with that reverence and just by shifting that focus I promise you if you have any kind of menstrual irregularities or difficulties with your menstrual cycle just that focus is going to usher in more ease and more harmony and the more you do that the more you'll start to deepen into it which is only going to create more positive change. So I think I better round up this podcast now because I could talk about these topics all day, but that probably wouldn't be helpful. So to summarize, the biggest takeaways that I want to give you from this episode is number one, rest. 
rest as much as possible when you are bleeding. That is really the biggest invitation. Secondly, keep yourself warm as much as you can. Really honor the womb, you know, the reverence of the menstrual cycle. And then we need periods of stillness in order to allow for periods of action. And so there is no prize for rushing through menstruation and pretending like you don't bleed. So please don't act like there is. You are only going to be, it's only going to be to your detriment if you do that. And so really honoring your body, even if it's just slow down, just put the brakes on. Even if you can't be completely still, just put the brakes on to whatever degree that you're able to. And the more you can do that, the more you'll connect to your purpose, the more you'll connect to your vision, which is just biggest gift of menstruality and menstruation so if anyone's got any questions you know I love to talk about this topic so feel welcome to message me on Instagram my Instagram is at Gina underscore Torres or at this is womanhood I'll pop them both below my website is trustthemovement.com and so on there you can read my blog so I've started blogging more often about all of these different topics and if you want to start practicing yoga in tune with your menstrual cycle then you can do that on my website so when you're bleeding if you go to the inner winter section of the website it's all like meditations and restorative yoga which is going to be nourishing for the body when you are bleeding or just when you're in a period of inner winter which as I've said can be at many different times in your life or maybe you just don't feel like doing something dynamic maybe you just feel like resting and being still and curling up into a little ball you know it's the winter time of the yearly cycle right now and so all of the themes that I've been talking about in this episode also apply to the yearly cycle and so really take that on board and nourish yourself with warming foods and warming clothes and cozy activities and warm baths and then once the spring comes that's when we're ready we're ready to go that's the true new year isn't it really so that'll be when we're reaping the rewards of the seeds that we're planting in winter so i hope this was helpful as i say if it is then reach out please do message me with any feedback i'm always open to your feedback or to chat in anything through around these topics because i love it and if you want to work together then i'm also available for that too you can find all the details on my website but thank you so much for listening i would really appreciate it if you share this episode give me a five-star review on spotify a written review on apple podcasts you know the drill and i will see you next time bye